Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source of in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap our NCGA two-man scramble at Wente Vineyards, complete with a course review, catch up on some live golf news, and preview the FedEx Cup playoffs. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 74. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. Back after a week break. A week break. Uh, you had some some moving and all that stuff to do. That'll be me here shortly. Uh, glad that we got to get back together, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to pod last week. It just wasn't wasn't plausible um, no. space-wise and stuff. But now we're, we're here. We're episode 74, episode one, live from the, the man cave. Um, yeah, you, you got to think of a confines. name for that thing. You got to think of a name. I do. I do. It's it, I'll, give me a, give me a week and I'll have a, a good name for it. It still needs, there's still some things that need to be done to it. So it's, it's getting, it's not fully in character. Yeah. Um, looks great though. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to do some pods there. looks great. Um, we've had a big couple weeks here. Uh, we're going to go over the two man scramble at Wenty Vineyards or Venti Vineyards, depending on Venti Vineyards, depending on if you ask the starter what the hell the place is called. Uh, we're going to give a review on lovely uh, Wenty Vineyards here. We'll do some uh, do some FedEx Cup preview on the PGA talk. And then we'll uh, we'll touch on some live tour. There's been some news in the past couple weeks here that we should definitely uh, get in on. So. Without further ado, absolutely. The two man scramble, uh, Wenty Vineyards, Livermore, California. Uh, we were wondering what tees we we're going to play from, and we played from the Blues, uh, 6,266 yard par 72. Um, we thought, just looking at the scorecard and some reviews, that it appeared narrow, not too long. Um, if we didn't play from the tips, it looked like a lot of elevation changes, a lot of bunkers, Which- uh, some water. And some vineyards hazards, and I would say that it was exactly what it was. That was that was dead on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely not too long or challenging lengthwise, but the elevation change uh, provided you know interesting yard yardages, fairly lengthy par threes throughout, except for that one short one. Um, right, and. Yeah, dude, it was really, really fun. The hazards definitely, uh, there's definitely some trouble with elevation comes, you know, like target style golf and bending fairways off to the other side. So there's some trouble you can get into. We certainly benefited. Um, It's a, that's a really fun scramble course. It's a really fun course for that format um, because you can kind of always, almost every hole you got the option to play a little layup and then someone bomb one and, you know, there's, there's some tricky fairway or uh, tee shots that it's nice to have two goes at it with your partner. Um, but it, I thought it, w- it was exactly like we expected, like you said, um, and very fun, very fun course. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's a, a great point about it being a great scramble course. I really do think that uh, there was a few times there where it was like, okay, you know, you have that hybrid in the bag. Let's let's get you out there. Um, you hit that thing really well. Let's get you out there in the fairway, and there's a chance that you know, hey, we can drive the green or get really close to the green. Yeah, and that benefited us multiple times. Yeah, we played it both ways, right? right. Where we we use your tee shot, which bombed off the tee, and then in, in fact, we almost we almost missed that tee shot. Thank thank goodness for the fellas up in the green that saw it come through. Uh, yeah. Cause we were going ready, getting ready to go play my tee shot. Um, the, the layup one, but yeah, that was, yeah, it's a very fun scramble course. Like it'd be fun to get out there with, you know, block off a, a, a couple hours worth of tee times and just do two man scramble, you know, with like a small tournament of your boys, that would be a great spot to do it at. Completely agree. Um, so our plan of attack, I just wanted to review what we had last week or two weeks ago. Um, we were thinking let's get someone playable off the tee. Let's not rush any shot. Um, take our time with putts and explain what we're seeing. No double bogeys and have fun. So let's 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 go through that. So getting someone playable off the tee, I think I think there was only really one hole where we were completely screwed off the tee, and that was we were just talking about this whole sixteen. 
Yeah, there was there was there was two. There's two. Okay. There was our our lone double, which is in the comp. Which that's right. Went that was on the par three where you got a bad bounce and I hit a bad, just a bad shot. Um, and we had to take my shot down that's the right. fucking down for the T box, the the next T box. So, um, that was not very good. Uh, and then. And then the other one was, yes, the uh, where we both had we I went into the vineyards and we played you uh, out of the trees and we we both hit incredible shots from out of. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. We had a little window about the size of a beach ball and I clubbed up just assuming I was going to hit hit the tree. And luckily, I only caught like a little like a couple leaves, got it right where we were trying to hit it. And then you did the exact same thing. So, I mean, apparently if we're hyper-focused, we just got to pretend that there's like a, like we're hitting through an opening in the tree because your, your shot was right next to mine. Oh, I mean, those were, <laughs> were right. right. <laughs> I, I feel like we couldn't do that in, you know, 2000 tries if we, we tried to, uh, to both get out of there and we managed to insanely. That was, that was a, um, a very tough emotional hole uh, because we could have saved par there and we, yeah. We did not. We had we we had a real short putt um, for par, and I think one of us lipped out, and the other one was close. But yeah, left uh, it short. I think. Yeah, I want to say we just just missed it. That was a real gut punch. Um, and and there, the, the, I was very proud at how we then rallied um, following that. We went thirteen to sixteen. We played. Uh, we went bogey, double, par on a par five, which yeah. is basically a bogey and a scramble and then, yep. uh, another bogey. So we really fucked ourselves on those four holes. Yeah. Um, after starting birdie birdie on eight and nine, and then we kind of, we, we, we missed, a, we missed a couple, uh, early opportunities with, with some really nice shots there. Yeah. We, could, we had, we had a net Eagle opportunity, uh, opportunity. We had a legitimate couple, uh, birdies there and then it kind of caught up to us. I mean, um i'll get into this later but i think that's one thing the next event we got we got to just make sure that we capitalize on on our opportunities like that yeah because that we started on eight right right so that would be that would be coming in on the front nine eight to 16 right so right um yeah i mean that's just totally stumbling going making the turn uh but I guess the good part about that format, right. That is that like, it didn't, we, we were, we went birdie birdie and then, you know, we flipped the nines and I thought we finished really strong. So, yeah. Uh, I guess we started out a little better than I had anticipated or than I, not I anticipated than I thought um, just because I personally lost my, my game went crazy um, there during that 13 to 16 stretch. Um, and so uh it it i it i was glad to just reel it back in and hit some good shots i was yeah the range did not help me which i'll get to and when we review it uh but and i was just kind of timid and fighting i guess on our plan of attack just my personal plan of attack for the day right not our team was right. uh i was trying to avoid a big hook that i've been playing so I was just kind of like timid and favoring the hook and not really letting my, my swing go. Um, yeah. and finally after, uh, the, the bogey fiasco, right. It was when we were joking about this just before we started recording that when the cart girl came and I got a beer and the guys we were playing with got beers. And, and then I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going back. And if I hook it, whatever, but at least I'm, taking a nice athletic swing and like, you know, right. fucking hitting the ball hard. And not that we, I, we, I, I hit, I hit some good shots prior to the breakdown. Um, yeah, but, definitely. But nonetheless, I was still fighting and like mentally fighting the hook. Right. And so once right. I just relaxed and trusted my game a little more, um, I think there's a good example of like when you can, when you have a beer on course that it does help, right? Like getting mm-hmm. obviously sloppy drunk and playing is not going to help your golf game. No, no, not at all. If you're, you know, a little uptight having a cocktail or, you know, a little white claw or a beer when you're out there kind of just relaxes you, relaxes the nerves and you're not so goddamn just stiff when you're swinging. 
uh, right. started swinging freely and got back on it. And then, uh, again, I thought we did a really good job of just flip right in the ship and finishing really strong. Completely agree. Yeah. I mean, I was really, so we, when we played at, uh, Silverado, we got off to a slower start and this, and this tournament, we definitely jumped out and started playing well, right from the very beginning. Uh, we didn't have to worry about drives or anything like that. We got all those taken care of, you know, yep. half, halfway through the round. Uh, there was never a situation where we got behind. So, um, you know, getting someone playable off the tee, obviously that was one of our goals. And I feel like we did that for the most part. Yeah. Um, I don't think we rushed any shot. I really did enjoy our, our banter, not necessarily banter, but our strategizing before each shot. Yeah. Kind of, you know, talking about what we're thinking, you know, kind of being I mean, receptive we drove to someone else's way ahead and then drove back. Like we, we took, we definitely took our time. Right. Um, right. And, uh, we definitely were open to and receptive to, uh, you know, other people, uh, you know, one another's thoughts and what we, what we were trying to do and stuff. I mean, I remember, uh, a couple of times, you know, you're thinking, you know, you, we decided that I would go first putting. Because yeah. you were, because yeah, you were flip flop back and forth, we flip flop back and there. forth on that because you were doing a little bit better getting the read. Uh, so I really enjoyed that too, but yeah, we took our time with the putts. We took our time with every shot. Uh, we really did try to read the greens to our best of our ability instead of just winging it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like in that sense, I, I thought we putted pretty well. We, we've mm-hmm. never played that course. It's a hilly mountainy course. So there's, there's not too, I mean, there's some flat putts, but there's, it's the greens are a little challenging just cause you know, the elevation and shit that you got going on around you. But I thought we putted really well. We, we made some good clutch putts. Um, we got, we made the short putts for the most part that we had. Yep. Um, we had a couple brutal little lip outs that, like we said, the kind of disaster hole that we could have almost got out with a par and we, we bogeyed, we, we had a lip out there. So, but overall I thought we put it really well and I, I, I enjoyed those greens. They were fun. They were fast, um, but they, they were didn't bump. pretty consistent. They were, they didn't bump and they were really consistent all the way through the day. Um, no double bogeys. So uh, we had one, we had the one and that was in that par three. And that was just, that was just rough. Um, that was, I rushed a shot there. I rushed my second shot. Um, because it was such a poor first shot, you know? Um, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're, trying, you're, you're trying to put bad, the- right. you sometimes golf can just go so fucking fast. And it's like, you, you, it's crazy. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like you're trying to put that, the last shot in the rear view by putting one on top of it. Right. I, and what I really screwed us and where I, 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 I should have, I didn't even think I could have redropped my ball. Um, Cause yeah. you know, why yeah. I can play, I was hitting into the grain. I almost killed you with that second shot. Is oh that yeah, that that's I've, right. Yes. Uh, that was, that was, I was hitting shame. into the grain, into the grain of the, the, the incredibly tall grass that I was fucking hitting out of. Um, but yeah, that was, we, that was our lone double bogey. Um, we avoided disaster on the one we did get a, a bogey on when we hit the trees on 16. I think that was, we, we would gladly take bogey on that one. I mean, yeah, you were, yeah. you were out of bounds. Uh, we, I can't believe we even found my ball much less were able to get it out of there. So, and then last have fun. And I think there was plenty of that. Oh yeah. That was a very fun. Our playing partners were great. Um, they made it a lot of fun. Uh, they, they'd known the course and played their Livermore or Dublin residents. So they, they gave us, you know, friendly tips but they were also just cool guys which i think makes a right. huge difference too you know my fear was that we were going to get partnered with like with just like some you know old golf guy hardo um yeah and i'm glad uh, we did not was, yes yes um or our boy that our boy chris and his partner that didn't show up and he had to play by himself that was yeah that was that was a that was a bad move by christian there and then these guys probably don't remember us but but christian i I don't know how you can leave your boy to go out there and and play in a a two-man scramble by himself um and then from all by all means it sounds like he was just out having a, a, a good time the night before can't leave your boy hanging like that no 
I mean, just show up and hit a few good shots. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Just hang out in the cart, throw <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink water. Get drunk again. Yeah. Uh, have a couple beers. Get feel feel better. Um, but yeah. So the results. Let's talk about the results here. So, right. what do you think went well? Um, dude, I thought our strategy went well. Um, we, you know, we had two bad. We had, all our bad holes were our bogeys were all bad tee shots, except for one. We were in good position on one. How did we fuck up on one? We mostly hit bad approaches. Um, yeah. I had to look at the we were money. Card. We were money off the tee. One's that interesting super uphill, you know, it's the first hole. And then the mm-hmm. second one was where we, that little tiny one that we had to wait on. And when you bomb that drive, uh, but overall I thought our T I didn't think our T shots, you know, for the most part, we capitalized on our T shots and, and they weren't hindering us at like at Silverado. So I think overall went well, we, we, you know, we would love to have those stretch of four holes back where we played like ass. Um, but I thought we putted really well, thought we had a good time. Um, I, I really enjoyed playing the course. Uh, so yeah. Um, I would agree with all that. I also, I think what went well was how we started and how we finished. Yes. Yes. And getting off to a good start, not letting our rough stretch there kind of ruin the day, not necessarily ruin the day in terms of having fun, but ruin the day in terms of how we played the rest of it Yeah, to kind of have a little bit of resolve there, turning it around, um, and actually come out with like, with a decent finish. I really enjoyed that. I mean, the, the front nine, we shot four under, so we had five birdies there. And then uh, with, with one bogey and there was just the back nine that kind of, you know, that stretch yeah. there where we yep. played pretty rough and um, you know, to, to come out of the gate, that was exactly the opposite. Like I said earlier, but we did it at, at Silverado. So I was happy for us there and um, getting off the tee. And then uh, I really liked how we strategized going around the entire course you know, taking a look at who shot to play. I feel like, I, I feel like we played the right person's shot. Almost the all the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 There might've been one or two. Um, there was no though. And in that case, there was really no wrong shot to play. Like, you know, we right. had, we were it was there. I can think of that one early par three where we were both slightly off. You were closer. Uh, I was pin high, but you had more short sighted. Yeah. I had a little more green to work with, but a little bit deep. So, I mean, there was a couple scenarios like that, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, dude, I, I enjoyed our strategy. It's, it, that was fun. That was real fun. Um, yeah. so the scramble tournament can be, I think when you get to, I think the two man scramble is a lot better than the four man scramble. Yeah, I completely agree. It's more realistic or not realistic, but, uh, uh, it, you can't hide. You can't hide in yeah. a two man. And it's just a little more time efficient too, you know? Right. Um, right. You got, you know, people look going out, looking to four people shots and stuff. Uh, then you're out there for five and a half hours. Right. Um, what didn't go well? Uh, just a couple bad holes, right? Like I said, we, we touched the, the bad stretch, bad stretch of really four holes that we uh, just kind of biffed it on. Most of those were off the tee um yeah one on a par three that just killed us you can't double a par three in a in a scramble tournament uh but yeah that was the, i would say that that was it you know just some bad luck in in golf that we i felt like we had a good amount of lip outs same with the guys that we were playing with we right. as a group we lipped out a ton of putts on the day yep yeah, that, I think that's going to be my what didn't go well, too, is I just feel like we didn't capitalize on a couple that would have really set us up nice later on uh, so that we could have got away with maybe that double. That's really yeah. it. Uh, I think that we each had really good shots, approach shots. We had each had some really good chip shots, uh, some really good putts, some clutch putts. There were a few times where we had to save, you know, we had to save a par or we yeah. had to or we needed to make a birdie. And we did. So. With that said, I think that was probably the only time that I would say that it did not go well. Um, trying to think anything else, really. We found a lot of fairways. Um, 
you know, I think each of us only hit one ball OB. Um, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it was just, you know, pretty, pretty decent out there. Um, overall feeling about the event, including like the golf course, you know, and I think you kind of touched on it earlier um, about how this course sets up really well for a two man scramble. So, I mean, yeah, I- dude, that was, like I said, it was, it was hella fun. I had a blast. Um, and, and again, to echo that, yeah, it, it's the, that's a really cool course. It's not just like, again, you know, we're playing out wide open and just both of us trying to bomb it as far as we can to the green. Right. So there was a lot of strategy involved. Um, and you've said the same thing you enjoyed as, you know, going the back and forth and kind of figuring out our, our approach. Um, and we've never played that course before too. So right. I, I definitely plan to go back there. Um, with my move, that's a really close, that was a really quick drive to me. So um, I enjoyed it very much. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I echo all of that. I think that, uh, it's a great venue for it. I really enjoy just hanging out afterwards too. It's big enough to accommodate a bunch of golfers hanging out after the round. Uh, yeah. Club, uh, you know, the restaurant, uh, balcony overlooks 18, which is always yeah. fun. You get to see everyone coming in. So yes. Shall we get into the review? Yeah, let's get into the review here. So I actually forgot to update which course that we're reviewing here, but Wenty Vineyards. Rye grass. We were talking about this last week, by the way, rye grass is legit. That was some of the best, like hitting out of the fairways yeah. there. And we'll get into that here in a second. But um, I just really feel that it was incredible. To, it, it was, it was, it was as close as you can get to a perfect surface to hit off of in my opinion. Um, okay. So as everybody knows, we rate all of our golf courses based upon three criteria. It's conditions, course design, and playability. I'm sorry, conditions, course design, playability, uh, and, um, facilities, facilities, which I, which I forgot to put here. So we'll start with the facilities. What do you got? Uh, the only knock I have on the facilities is the driving range which uh is way up on a hill so i mean they're kind of you know the the course is very hilly so they're already hamstrung on their driving range but uh if you're it's just a funky ass view um i was before before the before we ever teed off i i must have shanked so many balls because it was short for me as a lefty and i was on the wrong side so i thought i was going to if I was just aiming straight, I would pull balls over the range. And so I was trying to take them out way left and then just started shanking all kinds of seven irons. Um, and my drives were coming <laughs> off all funky. It was, it was brutal. Um, and it's just like that. It's, it's just a funky range. Like finally yeah. I was like, you know what? I need to hit some balls straight. So I don't give a shit if these go, if these seven irons go yeah. over the backside, like I'm just going to rip them. I don't care. Uh, so for, for our listeners, just to, to try to imagine this, the range is about, it's first of all, it's shaped like a cone. Okay. Like a reverse cone or like a pyramid that's laid down. Okay. Triangle yeah. shapes. So basically you have the, you have all the the stalls and they're all but like leaning. a but a, a, a like slightly obtuse you know um, yes. pyramid where it's right. just not all sides are equal and it's go on it's, it's yeah so everybody's essentially taking the same line if they're hitting long clubs right uh and so it's really difficult because you have to position yourself a certain way if you're aiming you know if you're hitting a longer club you have to aim at the deepest part of the range otherwise you're just going to hit it into the abyss and so to Mooney's point here, what he's talking about is you have to like line up and it, it screws me up when I'm in a stall and everything is, is squared off. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have like, you know, where the stall is pointing and then to turn within that, it just throws, it throws me all off on the course. It doesn't affect me because I'm not boxed in. Yeah. You don't see the lines. It's not, it's not, like you said, it's not all, you got like two squares crossing each other which just exactly. fucks the whole thing up uh yeah dude it is <laughs> that's my only knock on the facilities is yeah. the uh the driving range the putting greens were great they were representative of the greens on the course i thought um, yeah uh and 
I think they were actually helpful. I think the greens on the course were maybe a little bit slower, but those putting the practice greens were super fast and they got you prepared for kind of like the little breaks and stuff that were going on there. But um, completely agree. They, and then the, you know, pro shop's kind of small, but whatever does its job. The restaurant was great. Um, and yeah, that was it. They had a great little chipping green by the, by the uh, driving, driving range. range. It's just that fucked up range. I don't like. Yeah, I did like that the the range had natural grass. So yep, I mean that's a in plus. A, that is in a, a range plus. that small, that was pretty impressive. They did run out of balls. Um <laughs> yes. for, so I'm glad we got there early and went up there first. Uh the putting greens, the, the little practice greens down there by the clubhouse, those were super nice. Like I could roll putts there all day. Those were yep. like you said, they're a little bit faster than, than the greens on course, but the way that everything kind of broke and rolled, it was very representative. Uh, and the bar and restaurant was awesome, had a big outdoor area, but it also has that cool golfy dark wood indoor yeah, yeah, area yeah. with the bar, Sunken and bar too, right? It right down, I think so. Yeah. Very cool. I love the facilities. Yeah. Really good. Uh, pro shop. I think, I think if Wenty kind of changed their logo a little bit, might be more popular and more cracking. Um, not much in terms of yeah not much of equipment going on in there but there never really is at a pro shop you only have a few items in there um it always cracks me up too that people would go into a pro shop and be like all right i'm just gonna buy a driver right out of this bag here you know (laughs) um but yeah so facilities you know they were great uh you know the only knock would be really on uh just how small that driving range is and how far away it is from the pro shop but you know, they're doing what they can. So yeah. what can you do? Um, conditions. We break these down by T boxes, fairways, hazards, and greens. Uh, I thought the conditions were outstanding. Um, T boxes were a one, no, not messed yep. up at all. Um, clearly defined. Uh, the greens were great. They held well. They weren't bumpy, like you said. Uh, we didn't really have to mess with sand, which hopefully is the case in a uh, scramble tournament, although the boys yeah. we were playing with hit plenty of sand shots. Um, and we we used the scramble to our benefit there where, because we definitely had hit into sand and then uh, one yep. of us did not. So, But the sand looked to be good, and those guys hit some good sand shots that you would expect to see you know, out of, like, a nice course that has sand in their bunkers, um, right. real sand in their bunkers. So I'm going to, I'm going to give them the, uh, the benefit of the doubt there and assume that the sand was nice. Uh, I thought the facilities or not the facilities. I thought the course conditions were, uh, fantastic, close to impeccable. Yep. I'm going to echo again, everything you said, tea boxes were, were really nice. Uh, I, I like I said earlier, ryegrass is legit. So if you yep. if you're if you're about to play a course that uh you know a little bit on the nicer side and it has ryegrass, um, you're in for a treat. It holds up well. Uh, it runs nice and fast. Yeah. The the fairways were primed to hit off of. Really enjoyed that. Tee boxes obviously as well. I really enjoyed how the the greens they they held. Like if you hit a shot onto the green, it would hold. But when you if you were if you were putting, you know it was firm and fast. And, and I'm not talking like lightning fast, but, but fast. And yeah, the, the, the cups were cut nice and sharp. So it was, you know, you weren't getting any, any sympathy rolls going into the cup. You had to make your putts. And I think that's kind of why, uh, you know, we didn't, we, we had so many lip outs just because yep. we didn't hit them in the center of the cup and yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. And we were first, basically first off too. So we got exactly nice, fresh, freshly defined edges it was nice i love when they paint the, i love when they paint the insides of the cups dude it's really fun get extra points for that for sure yeah um yeah so that's all i got for the conditions course design and playability um I'll, and i'll start this one so uh, i thought it was extremely it was it was challenging but extremely fun and that's what you want out of a golf course it has a, a lot of selection of tees, you know, from the championship tees to the gold tees to the blues to the blue and white combos to the, uh, and I think there's another set of tees that's even shorter. And to me, what that does is allows everybody to go out there and have a good time. A lot of pars can be made by different levels of golfer. 
And that's what, that's what you want. I mean, if it's not a private club or if it's not a, a, an event that hosts, you know, PGA events, even though it does, it, it did host some corn fairy event, corn fairy events in the past. Um, I think that's what you want. I liked how it had some short par fours, like we were talking about earlier in the par threes, uh, or the three, sorry, the three par fives allowed for scoring. Um, and one of the things I really liked was the Straka line. So for those who don't know what a Straka line is, you might see a commercial on golf channel or come across your Instagram feed, depending on what you follow there. But it's essentially a map of the green showing how it all breaks. And the and the carts had that. And so that yep. really helped us on a lot of putts. So, you know, we didn't have any three putts all day. Uh, I think we had helps one you, three putt. Helps you with your approach too, right? Yeah. You know, where to where to shoot at on the green versus just assuming, you know, oh, red flag, I'm going to go up front and lay up. But yeah. Yeah. And so the playability was great. And with the, the course design, like we touched on earlier, a lot of elevation changes, a lot of elevated tees, also a lot of elevated greens. And I think you need that for a course that isn't particularly long. If you're playing a, a shorter course, it makes it more fun. It makes it uh, to where you're thinking off of the tee or where to hit your second shot. Um Overall, I just thought that we, it wasn't a straightforward golf course, how you played it. It made you think and everybody appreciates that, or at least the folks who, you know, are a little bit more advanced in playing golf. They really like to, to challenge themselves, play things differently, see how it goes. Um, and I thought that that course delivered on all those. Yep. Completely agree. No, um, I, we, we've talked about it. I agree with everything he said, and we kind of talked about it. It was, it was super fun. Elevation change, different tees. It's got everything to where, again, it's a really nice course, but um, you can bring all levels of golf out there and everyone can have a good time. So it was great. Shall we give the McKenzie's out now? All right. Let's give some, some McKenzie's out. Do you want to go first or second? I'm going to go. I'll go first on you. All right. Um, so I had to peruse through the list here and uh, kind of evaluate i had silverado at a 4.2 um and so i'm going to give uh venti winyards i'm gonna give them i had yoka at a 4.3 i'm gonna give Venti a 4.35 Ooh, nice i like that Excellent. Little touch above uh, a touch above Yoka Dehe, just because Yoka is a little challenging track and less um, can't bring all levels out there, but you can bring everyone out and have a good time out there at Wenty. If you had still really well, well kept, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, Before I give mine, what course would you compare this one to? Um, In terms of how it plays and, and all that. Poppy Poppy Ridge, definitely, because it's, you know, same type of spot. I don't think we've reviewed Poppy Ridge, huh? We haven't. We need uh, to do that on here. But I would I would compare it to um ooh, it's almost got a little uh, it kind of reminds me of like uh shit. I, I want to say it gives me a little bit of vibe of like elevation, almost like seascapey. And yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I just saw it on here. I totally spaced now. Um, seascape yeah, came to C-scapey. mind for me. Seascapey. Seascape came to mind in Poppy Ridge, definitely. Um, yeah. So I would give. I, I would definitely would, would give it those vibes um, for my ranking. I too was looking at Silverado, which is really funny that you brought that up. So I was looking at Silverado. I'm looking at some of the other courses that I've given four threes to. It seems like four threes is a very popular score in within that range there. But, um, you know, I, I really like the course. This is not a knock on it. It played extremely well. The conditions were great. Uh, there were plenty of holes that you walk away from uh, remembering them. I think that it was a little bit on the easier side. So I'm going to give it, you know, I was, I'm going to give it a 4.1 and it it probably deserves a little bit more, but I'm going to give it a 4.1 just because 
there's not a lot here that we have in the 4.0 to the 4.3 range. And I think a 4.35 is easy, easily justifiable. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give right. it a 4.1 4 with the caveat that I could, uh, that if we get to play it 1 through 18 instead of jumping in the middle, uh, I, I reserve the right to, to raise that. Yeah, it's always interesting um, with the start like that. So uh, completely agree. Right on, my friend. Well, that was fun. Um, it'll probably be next year before we do another one, but it's a it's a long year, and I can't wait to play another another event like that. Yep. Should we jump into the professionals? Yeah. So uh, let's talk I'm a little not, pro golf. Let's talk a little pro golf here. So. I, I admittedly did not watch too much golf last week. Um, I, it was kind of a downtime after the open to until the uh, FedEx cup playoffs here. So kind of turned the golf down a little bit, just wanted a little bit of a reprieve before the playoffs started. Um, but they're starting and we got yes. three events coming up here uh, culminating at the um I believe it's Aaron Hills or is it East? It's East, East Lake. East Lake. East Lake's always tour championship. Yes. Culminating at East Lake, we got the FedEx St. Jude Championship in TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. We got the BMW Championship in Wilmington Country Club in Wilmington, Delaware. And then uh, the tour championship, like we just said, at East Lake. So we got three events coming up. Um, notable, the winners from last year was, was, was one Tony Finau, And I forgot about that. Tony had actually won another event outside of the Puerto Rican open before he won these two recent events and shout out to Tony for, for winning a couple times here. You know, it's yeah. a thinner field without the, the, the live guys, but you know, he went out there and won and that's not easy to do. And then it looks like, uh, Cantley won the last two events last season, last year. Yeah. So um it's wild that i just want to say this before we get in. it's just wild that the season is wrapping up dude i mean it's it, it it just seems like you know oh you know it just got started it seemed like we're on we we're on a plane um you know for the masters, the masters yep not too long ago and here we are again wrapping up another season but uh you know we'll have we'll have some quality wraparound season starting at the fortnet which we'll have to miss this year sadly Indeed. But, uh, but yeah, so I was just wondering, you know, it, there, there are no bets that we could find to win the FedEx cup, but I was looking at the official world golf rankings and there is something I noticed on, on this website that I want to get to later when we talk about live, but um, I'm sorry, looking at the, the, uh, the FedEx, FedEx, cup cups, standings? FedEx cup standings, all the live um, guys in the top 125. I was going to say, who do you think? has a shot and i was gonna say outside the top 25 but looking out at the top you know the people from 25 out that doesn't look like anyone's gonna be winning that no. so let's just say outside of the top 10 who has a good shot at taking home the uh the fedex cup here and uh let me know um, if you want me to read them off to you because i have them no, all I'm up looking here. at them i'm looking at them Sanjay, because he's been playing really well of late. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him crack off, you know, a victory or two. Uh, and then I'm just going to go to. Ooh, I'll probably just say major championship U.S. Open winner, Matt Fitzpatrick. If he can, if he wants to turn it on and start putting and uh, do his thing, he could probably again win one or two tournaments in this little stretch. Yeah, and so they, they don't start with the the but stroke it's tough because until until the the last event until right? you get to East Lake, yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, Fino's got a shitload of points, or not Fino? Um, Scheffler's got so many points. You know, he's so much far ahead or, uh, or further ahead than the you know guys that are outside. He's twelve hundred points 10. ahead of of Cam Smith. So yeah, yeah, and then ahead of uh, yeah. Wow, dude, I'm looking at this. I didn't even realize that Shoffley and Sam Burns both had three wins this year. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I like Sam Burns to be – that was – if if you just asked me anyone that I thought could – was going going to uh, 
win. And I've been jocking Sam Burns here for the last few tournaments is I would, I would say Sam Burns. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if we're going to the top 10, I'm, I'm picking Scheffler. I'm, I'm just going to pick. Scottie. I mean, yeah, it's hard to pick. How, how are you going to pick right, against? Right. Him, right. I know so. it's, it's such a layup, um, but you know, outside the top five, I'm looking at guys like, you know, McElroy, Finau, very, I mean, yeah, uh, Rory. I mean, what are the chances though that Finau is going to win like four tournaments here in the end of the season? Like, right. I totally agree. Looking at Rory, you know, Rory seems, you know, pretty like a, he's been playing so good all year. Kind of obvious one. Yeah. I uh, took some time off, which I think is valuable after, after the, uh, the open after the open. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, that would be my, my guess, right? Uh, right. If, if anyone other than, uh, well, like I said, I said Sam Burns. So that's that's my pick. I'm sticking to that. I like it. I, if I had to pick somebody outside the top 10, I'm looking at a guy like uh, Will Zalatoris. He's right there at number 12 or 12th place. Um, I, I, I see Rom there, but I don't know if you knew this. Rom just had another kid. I know. I just saw it on uh, IG today. Yep. So uh, he's just Actually, in a family building mode. Completely understand. And one darker horse I see it in nineteenth is Victor Hovland. Um, if he could win this week or next with a good finish and the one he doesn't win, uh, I think that he could possibly crack off the the championship there. But yeah, you know, I like that. Yeah. So just looking at that, you know, you you have to. It's really hard to handicap the FedEx cup playoffs because the third event, the leader has a huge lead, a huge lead advantage. And so that's why they don't, that's why I was wondering why they didn't have lines for it. They don't have lines because it, it the field cuts every tournament. Right. So that makes sense. Um, makes a lot of sense. Sorry. I was kind of eyeing out my first round picks here. I got them. I'm all set. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I I um I I'll, I'll I'll watch some more PGA. I haven't watched shit. I've watched a little bit of first round, right? Because I've had some first round leaders, but I haven't really watched too much since the British Open. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually pumped to get some meaningful golf going on here. Uh, the last two tournaments haven't been that great, you know. The last three actually. So seeing you know Tony win a couple. And then I, I, I'm forgetting the gentleman's name who just won. It was Tom. Uh, well, Couldn't that's disrespectful. You. Yeah. Uh, Tom Kim, I think. <laughs> anyway, no. So he, he won last week. Yeah. Nothing really to, to nothing really to report there. <laughs> you know, what is exciting though. Let's, let's jump into some live tour then. Are you done on, are you good on FedEx cup and we'll do golf gambling yeah. at the very end here. Yeah. So we got, so live tour. And honestly, I I had some disdain for the live tour when it first started popping up just because it was detracting from the PGA tour, but I'm a little thankful for it because it gives an, it gives a little bit of extra shit to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. We talk about the PGA guys and, and the games we play, but it's an extra, you know, it's a whole brand new blossoming, uh, you know, tour to talk about. Um, and there's been a lot of news in the last two weeks. So going back a couple of weeks, it was reported that Greg Norman offered Tiger Woods and the live tour offered Tiger Woods between $708 million to join the live tour. What are your thoughts on that? And he turned um, it down. Well, it's not surprising that he turned it down. Um, Tiger has, you know, money like that fool really has all the, the money. Um, so <laughs> why, what does he have to gain from that? He's already spent so much time repairing his image from 2010 12. tiger. Yeah. 2012 tiger, uh, that like it's, you know, he saw what happened to Phil for going over there. It, it, it would just be, he has nothing to gain from it. So it's right. not surprising to me um, at all. I, I think Phil joining was a major reason why he turned it down. He was like, oh, man, well, if if, if anybody wanted, you know, now I'm definitely more yeah. beloved than, than Phil. That's a good there point. Are, yeah, that's a good I, point. 
I think he really, I think that had a, a huge thing. He's like, I don't want to be the same. I don't even want to be in the same breath as Phil Mickelson. And that, that was the final straw. That is a good point. Um, so yeah, it's not, that's not surprising to me. I don't think uh, so either. I mean, he, he has $800 million to gain, which would probably be, you know, 50% of the money he has now, you know, he's, he has a, he has over a billion dollars now. And that's after like, going through a divorce where he lost half a billion dollars. Yeah. How much money do you need? You know? Right. Um, so yeah, that one uh, doesn't surprise me. None, nothing of the, <laughs> nothing that's gone on in the last couple of weeks has really surprised me. Uh, it, and when it comes out, it kind of seems like it just makes, it makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah, Cam Smith and Leishman, the rumors, like that seems obvious. They're both Aussies. Um, like, you know, Greg Norman is probably a mentor to them growing up as junior golfers. So that makes a lot of sense. Although Cam Smith denied it, but you posted on our IG, which was totally accurate. It's like the is same he, thing Brooks did. Dude, uh, that, that was the exact, exact answer that Brooks gave, except it was that of an adult, not – a yeah. little teenage boy that Brooks <laughs> and, can be uh, sometimes. He straight up said, I'm here to play this event. It was like, okay. And did you hear what the reporter said afterwards? No. He was talking about another event that was further down the road that, that, that he was talking about playing. And, uh, and he answered it gleefully talking about, you know, ahead yeah. of time, you know, in the future. And then when he brought up the live tour, if he was going to join that, he said, Oh, well, I'm, you know, that's in the future. You know, I, I'm here to play uh, now. <laughs> now I'm playing this event right now. I'm playing. I'm here to play, uh, you know, the for the FedEx Cup playoffs. And that's all, all I'm here to do. And so the reporter goes, OK, but you and then Cam says something like along the lines of he doesn't want to talk about or speculate the future. And he's like, well, I just figured since you answered the other question <laughs> that yeah. you would answer this yeah. one. And you see Cam looking at his like like his handler. Like, what do I say? Can I answer that? No, no. And it's just like, he, he's gone. They are so gone. And so, I mean, I, that goes into our next topic here. Cam Smith and Leishman leaving. Leishman's a, a, a solid golfer, you know, but he's yeah. not necessarily a, a needle mover, but he's a very talented golfer. Cam Smith is a superstar in the world yeah. of golf, especially this last season that he had. And I mean, he was the, the last the two seasons, really. Right, exactly. He's He's been put his names on the map. He's a, he's an assassin out there. He's terrifying for president's cup. So this is actually good for the States. If he gets banned from the president's cup, because uh, um, that should be relatively walk in the park without that guy out there, but um, him leaving, if he does leave, that's going to, the, the fields each week, it's going to be pretty diluted except for the majors, I would say. Going yeah. forward, you're going to have you're going to have two full tours. This is, you know, this is like the ABA and the NBA, you know, or the old AFL and the NFL. It's like, you know, you're going to have the, the viewership split. Um, I, the PGA Tour holds all the cards because they have all the, the broadcasting rights and deals. They have uh, the name recognition. They have the the years and years of fans that they've built up and they have history on their side and the official world golf rankings on their side, which I wanted to bring up, but uh, going forward, if they can sustain, if, if the live tour can sustain and uh, continue to draw eyes and, and talent, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the PGA tour. I think the change, I think the stance changes on the bands of these well, yeah, players I mean, eventually need one more player of cam smith's caliber to leave and they, they're forced to so right and uh, what do you think that looks like do you think that looks like okay um you know the live tour events uh you know those kind of go on during the lesser the, the smaller the smaller events on the on the PGA yeah, I tour think they they just schedule them out so that you know the the FedEx cup doesn't align with the big live events and vice versa. And then you've got the, all the best players, hopefully playing at the, you know, the same spot each week again. What is that? So, so to me, that makes me think that the live tour eventually is going to be like the graduate tour, right? It's going to be the tour that you've made a name for yourself and then you get to go to and play for a ton of money. Yeah. But I think they have a lot of really good international players that a lot of people don't know. Um, mm -hmm. 
that are that are on there currently. And so I think maybe, you know, in the American sense, it's almost it, it, it's almost like a, uh, a reverse MLS. You know how like old European and international stars go to MLS at like the end of their career? Right. For for soccer. It, I, I think almost it, it's like kind of the opposite and that the uh, that like there, there may be like a, a ton of, we don't know who half these guys are. I'll be, I, you know, but like right. I see where they were on the world golf rankings and now they're on live. Um, they they got to be pretty good. Right. You know, we didn't, no one knew who Abraham answer and, uh, and uh, Abe answer and Carlos Ortiz and all these guys were, uh, from Mito, all these guys were until yeah. some WGCs a few weeks ago, or not a few weeks ago, a few years, a few ago. years so, ago. Um, I think, I think, I think that's the only you know, uh, counter I would have to that argument or to that, yeah. that stance that it's kind of the old guy, maybe for the US, but they do seem to have a lot of good young players out there, international players, right? Yeah, um, I completely agree with, with, with that. Uh, I just wonder, like, is the, will the PGA t- like change its its structure, which essentially is merit based, right? So, like, you can anybody has, you know, if, if you go out and play in qualifiers, you go out and play in certain events to get your, you know, uh, your card. You can anybody can go do that. I feel that the uh, the live tour is more like a major sports tour, like the uh, like the NBA or the NFL where the channels to get in are the barriers of entry are a lot uh, more difficult. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I I wonder if the PGA changes anything like that, because that's what, that's, that's why the old hats, including myself, like the PGA tour more is because you got to earn your stripes. So I think it's time to stop comparing these two as the same thing yeah they're going to be different they're two they're going to be way different they're they're, it's not the same it's not the same game of golf Uh, it's the same game of golf but it's not the same format it's not the same you know way to get into it it's not the same type of golfer it's you know i know that they signed some some upcoming guys and some you know some lesser known folks but the guys that are there have talent and they've already proven it instead of the pga tour you can go out there and play and then earn it. If that makes sense. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, the other thing I want to talk about too, was they had the, the, there was 11 players that sued the PGA tour this week for a temporary restraining order. And just so that they can go play the, the FedEx cup. And the first round of those court cases went to the PGA tour, the judge, turned it down because I guess the, the reasoning was that there was no financial hardship or anything of that nature that was uh, inflicted upon these golfers that left to go play for the live tour, mainly because they got their money up front. They already had recouped the costs of if they even, if they went to go play in the FedEx cup, FedEx cup, they already, they already got more as if it was pretty much every player that sued them had already won the FedEx cup by signing with live. So I thought that was pretty interesting. We know that's not the end. That's not the end of all these court cases by any means. There's going to be several, no. including the antitrust, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's weird uh, because they, what the PGA's kind of held on to is priding themselves on their rankings. And we just saw a bunch of live players in the FedEx cup standings. So they earned right. those spots, right? You just said mm-hmm. merit based. These guys aren't Taylor Gooch, Taylor Gooch earned his 20th spot on the FedEx cup rankings right. all season. Mm-hmm. And he missed the second half of the season. So uh, I think this year, more than any other year, they have actually somewhat of a, you know, valid argument on that, but whatever it's they're going to be fighting these legal battles for fucking forever right at least for the next few years i yeah. did notice that the official world golf ranking site went through a massive makeover and it sure looks like it's like about to welcome some live golfers there just the way that it's set up now uh it looks like it kind of jives with the whole theme and whole scheme of the the way the live is set up so uh i wouldn't 
you know, that's, that's going to be the, na- the, the next major domino to fall, whether yeah. or not they can get those, those world uh, golf rankings. Um, all right. Should we move on to some gambling and close with our up and down here? Let's do it. All right. How about you start on the, on the gambling this week? All right. I only got first round winners. I made live bet someone after I got uh, Sebastian Munoz. I'm not even reading the odds. Sebastian Munoz, Keith Mitchell, Troy Merritt, Kurt Kitayama, Luke List, and uh, my guy, Sahit Tagala, all first round leader tomorrow. All of them are in the plus 8,000 to plus 11,000 range. So all awesome bombs. Let's go. All right. I'm just looking up uh, some winners here and I'm getting nothing in terms of showing me any damn winners. Uh, I'll probably okay. do. I'll probably jump in live on someone maybe tomorrow or Friday. Um, if I were to bet a winner, I already said it. I bet Sam Burns. So um, I, I I am seeing I am seeing McElroy, Scheffler, Cantlay, Smith, and Shoffley versus the field. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to make any of those bets. I like your bets. Let's skip to the up and downs here. Right, let's do it. Um, I'll start with downs. Uh, I already mentioned this earlier. Uh, another golf season wrapping up. seems like they go by too fast, mainly because there's a few weeks that we don't watch. But at the same time, uh, I just uh, – another one come and gone. It's, uh, it'll be fun to watch the finish here, though. Uh, and then another down, uh, uh, a huge fan favorite, and this is why the PGA Tour is so cutthroat. Harry Higgs. Losing his lost, card. Lost his card, dude. And it's not easy to get it. And, um, you know, I, I remember last year watching the PGA Championship and he pulled out He pulled out a top 10 there. I think he finished like tied for third or fifth, something like that. You, you kind of just figured, okay, this guy is establishing himself. But this wasn't the year that he had hoped. Um, he's so much fun to watch. And I really hope that this is not the last, and I'm sure it isn't the last that we've seen of Harry Higgs, but that just goes to show how, how tough it is to be out there on the PGA tour. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, he had some opportunities to keep that card being in majors and exempt with his top 10 from the PGA for everything. Um, But yeah, you wish him the best. I'm sure he'll be back um, going down to corn Ferry and win a couple of tours, or maybe he goes to live. Fuck it. Um, but I mean, uh, who knows? But yeah, that is a bummer. Um, is that is, is that all for your downs? the last the last down I had was uh, live toward not offering John Daly a contract. I know. Come on. That's instant ratings. Let's instant. Go. That should be uh, automatic. I completely agree. Um, and that, that that's a down for me. Um, my other down would be um my other down would be I'll, I'll say yeah we're wrapping up another golf season and just myself didn't quite play as much golf as i would have liked to over the summer but that's all right we'll get some rounds in um and hopefully get some the best bay area rounds which are late 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 summer early fall rounds anyways yeah so um that's my that's my only down all right uh up on my end uh, looking to move into a new house. Finally bought a, a, a house, moving to Marin. We kind of touched on that a couple of weeks ago. Um, but uh, now Let's it's go. becoming real. It's becoming real. Looking forward to it. Hoping, hoping to have a uh, dedicated podcast spot there too. Um, and then the other up is just, it finally feels like summer in the Bay right now. Nice weather. It's you know 70 degrees. The wind isn't howling. Uh, the fog is kind of, uh, you know, subsided here for a little bit. And uh, if we can get a nice, you know, two, three months here, that'd be, I'd be, I'd be completely happy with that. Cause we usually get our Indian summers here, but I'll be long gone out of the, out of the city, but yep. um, nice way to go out. That's for sure. That's um, it. I'm cool. All right. My ups. Um, let's see. I ran into uh, one of my old players this weekend at the farmer's market. I be a I'm all moved in uh and, and yeah. everything so I'm settled in it's nice first pod from the man cave 
as we touched on. Um, I ran into one of my old players over the weekend. It was just a real fun experience. So I'm at the farmer's market. He's starting his first year playing D1 hoop, but I used to coach him from when he was a little guy. Um, and so it's cool to see him as a grown ass man towering over me, getting ready to go play some college hoop and uh, just a good time to shoot the breeze with them and, and, and uh, a reminder of why I'm in my, my, my field that I am in. Um, so that on a personal really? level was really fun. Um, then my other up would be, uh, I'm going to go out of golf podcast, but Oh, Oh my, how we played, uh, the tournament tournament was hella fun. Yeah. That was a great time. I was, like I said, I, my highlight was could have got a little gone off the rails for us. We, we dialed it back in. We finished strong. We started strong. We had a rough little middle portion, but it was, it was all good. Um, yeah, very I, think, fun I, think, time. I think the third time will be the charm. We put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, that's it. That's all I got. Right on. Well, uh, we can recap the FedEx cup, uh, St. Jude, um, championship. Looking forward to that. I will be watching some golf again. Um, and then I'm sure there'll be some live tour news that we can talk on. And, uh, yeah, if we can get a round in or something, some twilight or whatever, or if we get some range work in, that's always a plus, but, yes, uh, absolutely. as always, my man, it's always, uh, it's always a pleasure. And I can't wait to see you again next week. Absolutely, sir. Peace. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Parts Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to recap the St. Jude Championship and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Parts Golf and visit our website, sandyparts.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.